Jamming 10 Sports Fuses Yeah, you know we wildin' 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 It's that 10 Mint Gem Sports Yeah It's that Gem Mint 10 Sports Welcome back to Gem Mint 10 Sports. I am Lucky from Lucky Hit Collectibles, joined as always by Scotty from Scotty's Card Shack and Poke from Pokesport Jag Rips. You can find us as always in our respective TikTok pages. Links will be in the description box below. Also, if you love what you hear and you want to support us, we have a listener support link below as well if you do want to support us. Uh, we do have a guest tonight. I met him on Whatnot and uh, hit it off with him uh, pretty good. He had a lot of good product and uh, we've been pretty good friends since then. So, um, uh josh welcome to gym at 10 sports how you guys doing i appreciate you guys having me on yeah for sure man Good, glad to have you so um yeah we're gonna get into a lot of stuff we're gonna uh, talk about your page and um how you got started and have a, a nice long conversation but um i do think that uh we should start things off with um sports card world news scotty yes got a good one The Gem Men 10 Sports Update. All right, so, Scotty, hit us with the, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I actually didn't hear about this until uh, yesterday. I was just bored on TikTok. And one of the guys was talking about a lawsuit that uh, someone uh, opened up a class lawsuit against Panini. And it's about the redemption. So it's not about the actual redemption cards. Because, I mean... Redemptions, I don't think they're a big deal, but the basically the lawsuit is stating that Panini is handing out um, redemptions that they were ne- never going to be able to fulfill. You know, so right. basically, yeah. It's, so basically, it's like it's borderline false advertising if you think about it. Because how are you going to put something in a box? You know, in one of these boxes, you open it up. Let's just say uh, I'm going to use Jared for example. Okay. Jared, Jared is a customer of ours and he's a huge Green Bay fan. So he, uh, this was multiple, this was like two, maybe even three years ago. He hit a Brett Favre auto and he has not, he hasn't gotten it still, you know? So I'm not sure what he hit it out of. I don't know how much he paid, but it doesn't matter because he's actually a Green Bay Packers fan. So the fact that he's like able to get his hands on a Brett Favre auto, like he's, he's super stoked about it. Well, obviously Panini doing what they're doing, what they always do. They offered him some BS card to replace it with. And he's like, no, he's like, I don't care what you have to offer me. This is what I hit. This is what you told me I was getting. This is what I need. And I totally agree with them. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of people out there that are saying like, yeah, I don't get what I'm, what I'm doing. So like, think about it. Could you imagine like buying a $1,500 box of select football hitting a redemption at like a huge redemption. Let's just say it was like a Justin Herbert auto, you know, that's what you paid. That's really, just think about it. it that you buy that box for those big hits. Okay. Yep. So you're out that $1,500. Okay. So now you're waiting to get this Justin Herbert. Okay. So let's just say it never comes. Well, okay. Well, cool. I bought, I paid $1,500 on your product and now you didn't send me shit. Like, how is that fair to me as a customer? You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm actually surprised it took this long, you know, but I, I think someone has a legitimate fight 
against Panini on this. And I'm sure Panini's going to try to blow it up, but hopefully they have witnesses. They bring people in. They're like, yeah, like I, I'm sure, I'm sure people are probably now going to start being like, yeah, put me on the witness stand. You know, I'll, I'll talk about the redemptions I have. So I have yeah. right now I have, I have, I believe it's four redemptions that I've been waiting on since late last year that I haven't gotten. And I have another four to send in. So as of right now, I'm going to be waiting on eight cards. Now, the one, the biggest problem I have with this, I understand I'm, I'm okay with waiting with 120 days because that's what they say it takes, right? The problem I have is, is if you hit a hot rookie that is going for money right then and there, and they don't get you this card for six, seven, eight, maybe 12 months, <clears throat> and that player ends up not being the player that he was expected to be, you just probably, and if, let's just say you were planning on selling that card, you just lost out on all that money. Correct. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I hate it. I don't, I don't agree with it. Like, I'm okay. Like, I, I understand the redemption and I'm okay with them, but if you can't fulfill them, they should not be in the box. Period. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a promise, right? That if I open this, it's going to tell me, okay, you're going to get this card. You know, dear valued customer, this is the card you're getting. Now what happens if, say, you pulled it, like you said, a Justin Herbert autograph, and then they go to him, hey, these redemptions got to get filled. And he says, you know what? Nah, not feeling it. I got to practice for Sunday. Oh, well, we'll give you something of equal value. How's this um, Alan Leatherwood from the Raiders? Is that a good (laughs) fit? No. That's exactly what they do. I mean, and I told you the story before. I won't go into the details again, but for Josh, I pulled when I was like 12 years old, I pulled a Vince Carter autograph number to 250 Avent card. It's like a paint card. Yeah. Uh, really beautiful. It was a redemption. And I didn't know. I'm like, oh, sweet. I sent it in and I'm going to get it. And like eight months later, they're like, yeah, you're we're going to give you something of uh, equal value. And I'm like, all right, so what are we looking at? Vince Carter at that time was like one of the stars of the NBA. Are we looking at a Shaq or a Kobe replacement? I got a, a rookie Eddie Curry Avent card, not even an autograph. I said, Eddie Curry is 18 years old. I don't want his Avent card. I want Vince That's Carter's crazy. autograph. But yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I, Scotty, I fully support it. Yeah, I think Scotty said it perfectly where if you get a card of a hot rookie right then, and you can't get that card for 120 days or whatever it is. And then for some reason, and, and like, say you like the, you want to flip that card for some reason to get something better. And 120 days later, that guy got injured or he's done for the year. Or he just, maybe he just had, he's going on a, a bad spell. Now that card's basically almost worthless to you. And yeah. you bought, you put all that money into buying these huge hobby boxes or whatever it is. And it's now it's not even as you didn't even get anywhere near your value out of, out of it. So yeah, yeah, I think it was I think it's been a problem. Um, I've luckily haven't had to pull a redemption card yet, but I think it's been a problem because that's all I see is people complaining on like TikTok and all the social media uh, sites about redemption cards. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's and yeah. it's never anything like small. It's always the bigger name guys. Yep. You know what I mean that that seem to get hit like lucky i just got that jazz chisholm you know jazz yep. chisholm and and in your break and i'm like great cool you know what i mean like that was yeah that that's like i i his cards aren't gonna go down don't get me wrong but it's just the fact that i may not never even see that particular yeah. card you know and that that would be a great as a baseball collector that'd be a great card to have that would that's just one that would just i wouldn't even sell i'd put that into my pc you know yep. 
So it's just, yeah, I feel really bad for the people that, that have had that problem. Now, the other thing that I was thinking too on this is what happens if Panini loses? What if they lose this lawsuit? Now, are they going to be, what's going to come down? Like, are they going to have like a timeline to get all these redemptions fulfilled that they haven't fulfilled? Like they may, it may come down to where Panini is going to have to fork out money to like retire players. Like the Brett Favre going back to the Brett Favre. Are they going to have to pay Brett Favre to sign cards? Cause he's not under any NFL contract. He's not required to, to sign shit. You know what I mean? But it, it's hard to dictate who has what to be fulfilled. For example, Jared, our customer, sends in a redemption for a Brett Favre autograph. What proof does he have that he sent that in? A lot of now he may emails, have taken a emails. picture, right? Emails. Well, and and Every, so everything. I guess I'm emailed. out of the loop. Yeah, because the last time I did that redemption, I was 12 years old and it was by mail, so I had to mail the yeah. card in. I, I yes. haven't had to do it in email yet, but so yeah, I guess no, that makes so sense. I, that answers my question. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what you do now with the redemptions is, is, is you know, I have one right here. Like you, you scratch that off. It'll have the number. You go to Panini's website. You, you enter that number, and you enter all your information or whatever. And then they're gonna email you saying like, yeah, your card should be fulfilled within 120 days. If it's not fulfilled within that 120 days, they email you again asking if you would like a substitute card or if you want to wait another 120 days. And it's just a repeating loop. Is basically what it is. And like, so if they lose this lawsuit, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see what's going to happen. Like, are they like, are they going to be forced like within 12? Let's just say, because you got to remember, they're not going to be doing right. They're not doing cards anymore, right? It's going to be fanatics, right? By 2024. Correct. Panini's out, correct? So are they at that? Are they uh, on their end? Are they at the end game where they're like, ah, screw all these people. Like, we don't got to worry about them. Like, we don't got to fulfill this, these redemption Mm -hmm. cards, because we're not even going to be doing this anymore. Or does Panini plan on doing their own thing? Or like, how does it go? Um, You know, so if they lose, I hope, hopefully, number one, I hope they lose the lawsuit. Because number one. That it shouldn't have even come down to that. If it's come down to you being sued because you're not fulfilling what you should do, you should automatically lose. That's bad business. That's that's terrible. Yeah. You know, so I'm it's gonna be real interesting to see if they're gonna be forced to fulfill all these redemptions, not only the ones that they that people are waiting on, but the ones that um that they still have in products because people because they do expire. So right. like pe- people that are like opening boxes that are like five, six, seven years old, they're kind of screwed out on redemptions with that. Yeah. That's why I won't open any Panini product that's that's more than two years old, because if you hit a redemption, you're in trouble. Is there a standard time frame on the redemptions? Like, is it like um, two years or a year? Or... I can't remember what when this one says. This one doesn't have a date, but they do. I, I, think I got one here, too. In, yeah, I think when you go in, it'll it'll tell you. But yeah, they will. They will. Oh yeah, see this one expires. This one right here that I'm holding expires uh, December 10th of 2023, and I just pulled this one this year. Oh, and this wow. came out of a 2022 product. This came out of Absolute Baseball. Wow. So, and this other one I have is uh, this one. This one actually, these actually came out of another. This came out of another Absolute, and this one expires December 10th of 2023. So if you oh. wait. Till 2024 to rip any panini, like yeah. for instance, with with these, like if I were to buy these and I were to hold on to them, 
uh, either I would have been screwed or if I sold them to someone, they would have been screwed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so hopefully they lose this lawsuit. That's what I'm hoping. And, and maybe they'll just stop with the redemptions altogether. Well, yeah. I mean, and with a class action lawsuit, you get compensated. So I highly doubt that this huge class action lawsuit is going to result in fulfill these orders and we're done. I Panini's going to lose money on this too. Which they should change when they lose money, they end up winning because what's going to happen? You both know it. The product's going to go higher so they can make some money back before they have their end game in 2026 and Fanatics takes over. So I think that depending how much they have to pay out in this lawsuit, the next couple of years could be hard for like people like us because the product might go up a little bit, five, ten bucks a box or whatever to make that money back. Um, it could, or maybe I can see that our, happening, but. Or maybe they win the lawsuit and they don't have to fulfill anything and people stop buying Panini product and then it becomes much cheaper. Yeah. So Have I mean, we ever it, it, read the fine print? You know what? I have not read the fine print on the back, but it probably just says, hey, dear valid customer, uh, F you. Too bad. <laughs> yep. That's probably what it says. It just in really much nicer words, though. Yeah, is what it is would be my guess. Are you? Yeah. Are you actually reading that yes. fine print right now? Oh, see, because right here, Panini makes no guarantees or warranties regarding whether the ITC will become available during the six month waiting period. Should you like to wait? Um, they're pretty much saying that they're not held liable for some of that. So, which I, oh. which is not okay. Now, I do know that some players only sign cards once a year. I do know that. I, I do know that is the thing. Um, I remember that whole thing. I think we talked about it like maybe the first or second podcast about C.D. Lamb. They had to yep. go after C.D. Lamb because it's, it's, it was in his contract to sign and he didn't want to sign. And I, I don't, I, you know, I really don't understand why any player would not want to sign cards because if you really think about it, the – the fans, we pay player salaries with our purchases of everything, whether it be sports cards, whether it be jerseys, you know, watching games, you know, any of that stuff, like buying tickets, going to the game, whatever. We we basically pay their salary. So when I hear about players not wanting to sign stuff, I'm kind of like, nah, like, what's your problem? You know what I mean? Like, as a professional athlete, that's kind of something you kind of sign up for. Is the same. I have the same feeling whenever it comes to like even like these players they get on people about fantasy football or all these fantasy sports. Like th- these people are watching you play, and I know like it, they're they're playing a game within your game, but like they're giving them crap about like oh I don't care about your fantasy teams or I don't care what I get that, but like you wouldn't have this opportunity and this level to show off your talents if it wasn't for the fans, if it wasn't for people buying sports cards or playing fantasy football or coming to the games and watching that, it's like, you kind of just have to take it for what it is. Like, I mean, you're, you're playing a game because people are letting want, wanting to support you basically. Yeah. If, right. if there was no viewers, there would be no sport. Yeah, exactly. Or at least they wouldn't be making the money that they make. Sure. Yep. There still might be a professional sport, but you like, because of how big it is with the, like, like what you said with all the extra stuff, you know, then you have all the sports betting too. You got to think about that. Yep. You know, yep. people are glued to their TV because they might have 10 grand of their own money on, on that game. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's just, 
there's a lot of different things that make these games viewed and the more views the more money they make so you know you should be happy you should be happy to sign stuff and be like yeah oh of course i have no problem signing these sports cards because i know how big of a deal this is to some people and you might be you don't know you might be signing that for a 12 year old kid who like adores you you know it may not be an adult like us you know but i'm thinking about that like so we well we say they should right and and it's like you know it's party we paid their salary and and all that but say you go to work tomorrow and they go okay scotty like you're supposed to do this part of your job but i mean we're not going to hold you accountable to do that you're still gonna get paid the same though are you going to do that or are you going to be like you know what no. yeah, i'm not doing that then so no. in no. their eyes it's like i gotta train i gotta practice why do i even want to bother doing that if they're not going to hold me to it and make me do it i'm not doing it I mean, shout that's how certain Ky- people. Kyler Murray, shout out to Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to play the devil's advocate, it isn't right. And I, I mean, we all would have integrity. Like, if me and you were sports, I'm far from being a sports player. But if we were sports players, I would sign everything because it's like, dude, you. I mean, someone wants my signature. Well, here you go. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. But yeah, no. Some people are like, uh, don't want to do. I make more money for less work. I'll take that route. And yep. yeah. Yeah, it works. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. But again, it's, I just feel like you're a professional athlete. That's it's something you signed up for. You should just know and you should just do it, dude. Don't, don't be that guy. Like, yeah. don't. I get it. Like, maybe if you're retired, okay, I, I can yeah. understand. Maybe like you're in you're a ranch in North Dakota. And... Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you sign this real quick? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm sure after retirement, if you're like a big name player, like imagine being Peyton Manning, like anywhere he goes, I'm sure he just gets bombarded for pictures. Yeah. And, but but again, you signed up for it, so yep. it, it's just part of the territory, you know. And it's just people that just they're fans of you, you know. They they should yeah, be happy sure. about it. So so yeah, we we talked about that and um. Hopefully Panini gets what's coming to him. Um, and when Fanatics takes over, I know we mentioned it before. Their, uh, you know, their owner says, "I hate redemptions," so I don't think we're going to see those anymore for sure. But um, so yeah, Josh, you are our guest, so maybe we'll go into talking about you a little bit now and start yeah. talking about Panini. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> so, so, so I met you on whatnot, and I remember uh, coming into your live, and you had this sign, and it said, "Ask for players," and I'm like. I'm the kind of guy, like you've noticed with me, I don't go in alive and say, hey, do you have Kyler Murray? Do you have this? I like to say, like, what can you give me? I want to buy a lot, like a, a huge lot. Of just throw me players and give me a good price because I have to see it and want it. That's how I shop. I don't I don't want to. I'm not shopping for anything in particular. Right. So and you do a good job with that. So um, thank you. So, yeah. Tell me a, a little bit about how you got started and whatnot and everything. Yeah. So, um. I really I got started with TikTok at first, and I got my account up to over like two thousand followers on TikTok, and I started going live on there doing like pull boxes, and I just wasn't able to keep the the people in there on my live video or my live shows, and um, so I was like, you know what, I'm signed up on whatnot. Let me give that a shot. Let me see what that's all about. So I went into whatnot and. I did my first live and it went great. And then I started doing it pretty much day after day and it was just going good. And, and the one thing I've noticed with whatnot is I'm always getting people in there that are looking for something specific, especially when it comes to sports cards, because you're not going to be on there. If you 
like something totally outside of sports cards, you're not going to be on whatnot on a sports card site uh, or a sports cards live show looking for something totally different. It just doesn't make sense. So, and that's where I got into the selling singles and asking people basically, Hey, what are you guys looking for uh, collectors or who are you investing in football wise? If it's rookie QBs. And I've just had a good turnout with that because I feel like I'm more of like a online uh, storefront basically where uh, you come in and you're looking for something specific and, and then people will come in and ask me, say, Hey, can you, um, I'm not looking for anything specific, but can you show me all your slabs? Well, I got them all basically organized where, yeah, I can run through all my NFL slabs by price, wherever you want to see. And it just basically a little bit organized and it makes it easier for me to turn product over and be able to put things together for people at a pretty much easier rate. So do you, do you do this full time? Like, is this like, or do you like have a regular job and then you do this like at night or whatever? So I started this about six months ago. I got back into the hobby. I haven't been in the hobby since I was like a young kid when I was collecting Pokemon. And um, Dude, me too. Yeah. And that's where I, that's basically when I started. Same. I got rid of all my stuff. And, and honestly, I don't, you guys, I don't even know how you guys feel about them, but um, Gary V is how I basically got started in this uh, Gary Vanderchuk. And I was watching a TikTok of his where he they were talking about sports cards and i was like you know what i'm gonna get back into this i'm gonna just see what's all about and and uh, i might have told lucky this before but it was kind of a lottery pick basically but i was on facebook marketplace and um someone was selling i was down in myrtle beach where i live part-time also and someone was selling basically uh two boxes of baseball cards for like 25 bucks and i went to the house to pick them up and he said you know what just take them for free uh, I just want to get rid of them. So I went home and I'm going through them and I don't, I mean, I knew, I knew the players, but I don't know like if it's a good card, if it's a bad card, whatever it was. And I happened to pull out a Mike Trout rookie card. And at the time I had no clue about it. I I, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I know Mike Trout, like good player, whatever. I, I just happened to be like, you know what? Let me go on eBay and see if this, like if anybody sells this card, how it would, and I looked at it, like raw, it goes for like 600 to $800. And from there on, I started buying so much stuff. It was unreal. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, so I basically work at night shift where I deliver bread for a living, but I do this on the side. I'm trying to like right now I'm, I'm pretty much 50, 50. Cause I go live pretty much every night. Um, and I'm, but I'm trying to get to a point where I can open up my own shop and I can do this full time. And hopefully this will be one of the, the last things I can do is just sell cards and stuff. So yeah, that's, that my, that's awesome. my end goal is. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. That that would be, uh, I, I think owning a card shop would be so much fun. I I, I really do. I'm sure I'm yep. sure it's a lot of work because it's so much. There's just, I think about it and I'm like, and I've been in like whenever I'm in the car shop, there's always guys that come in and be like, well, what can you do for me? Yep. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? What yep. can I do for you? Like, I gotta make money too, buddy. Like. You know what well, I mean? You know, like, I got. I, I don't know if you guys experience this, but whatnot is not. It's no different. On whatnot, I'll have guys come in, and they'll be like, uh, "What cards you have for free?" And <laughs> I, I we, you could do, uh, you could do giveaways on whatnot. I don't mind doing giveaways, but I won't do giveaways unless I have at least ten people or more. I want right. more people to be involved in a giveaway, and and then and also I'm one of those people where if you build a friendship with me, I'm going to help you out more. I'm going to, and if you're friendly and you're, um, and I can give you better deals, I will do that. But when you come into my lives and you ask basically, Oh, what, what can you get me? What slabs can you get me for a dollar? Well, 
you're not showing you're just coming in trying to find the cheap deals and trying to get out of there like you're not building no you're not telling me anything other than you just want cheap stuff and yeah that's i mean it happens all the time on whatnot i just tell people i said listen uh i have it for this deal and then if I, they are, end up being a nice customer and i'll throw other cards in there for i say hey who do you guys collect or like what teams are you what's your favorite team and i'll throw some quarterbacks in there or something like that just right. to basically show them say hey listen you show me respect i'm going to show you the same thing back to you and help you guys out so yeah, one of the things I do with, like with my giveaways now is I and I, and I, maybe some people agree with it and some people don't is what I'll do is as people buy that night like let's say it's a break and like I'm duck racing spots to get into my break or or whatever I will keep a tab of how much people spend and even if you let's just say it was like a a mini filler and you only spent two dollars put your name down for the giveaway and the more money you spend is you get like i'll do a because you could do the duck race up to like 100 spots right so like depending on how much money you spend i'll put more spots more you know your name more into the spots because i i do feel like it i do feel like you should reward the people that do spend more money like i understand everyone's financial situation is different and like i said i have a lot of returning customers so like i sometimes i'll put people that like maybe this time they didn't spend a lot of money but maybe last time they did i'll give them extra spots you know on my giveaways yep. and then i'll do a giveaway you know i've i've done stuff like sign booklets as giveaways yep. you know yep. I'm, I'm not afraid to, to give good stuff you know as, as long as people are like you know spending money so what i do is i i just reward the people that are spending the money unless it's someone that i have noticed that has been in there basically from like the beginning to the end I'll even throw their name in there then because I, I it goes back to the financial situation. Maybe they just didn't have money to spend that night, but because yeah. they're in there, maybe they're talking in the chat and they're hanging out. I'm like, okay, cool. That I, I'll hook you up. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It's the people that come yeah. in and be like, oh, are you, what's your giveaway tonight? Well, I, I don't know. You're kind of killing the vibe right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. Yep. Yeah, like uh, the other night, um, uh, Solis, one of our our customers, he we were doing the break, and uh, I was, was like, funny. oh yeah, some, <laughs> some people came in and they left, and he's like, they're looking for the giveaway, and I was like, I'll yeah. do one then. I haven't done one in a while, and and uh, I ended up doing that. But yeah, you have some people, like you said, the financial part. I've had people that shop with us that um, I won't say their names just in case, but you know, they come in and they don't buy with us, but they're sharing our live like crazy, getting people in there and supporting us. I'm going to put you in that giveaway. I'm going to take care of you. Yep. You know, like I, I appreciate the love and support. And we've said that on numerous podcasts where, you know, you come visit us. All we want is your company, like see what we're about. Maybe you don't want to buy something at that time, but you know, just enjoy the vibes, you know, hopefully you have a good time. And you know, we have a good time in the chat, you know, and, and any one of our lives, our chats are popping with, yep. with what we talk about. So, but yeah. Yeah, and it's the same yeah. thing. If like if I have my own shop someday, I would do the same thing. Like if some if someone comes in all the time once a week, I'm gonna give him great deals. I'm gonna say, hey, thanks for coming in because he's he's supporting me all the time and he's showing up and he's coming in and yeah, and I'll start throwing him stuff more and more. So I treat I treat whatnot kind of like how I'm gonna treat my f- future store hopefully here next year. I'm treated the same way basically, and that's just how I yeah how I run it. So. Right. And, and you know what's interesting too about this? It is totally is kind of like going a little off subject, but they were the guys have been saying still that the because I've been I'm like you I've been out of the hobby for a long time, probably like 
25 years maybe. And they're saying that the hobby is still not even back to what it was pre-COVID. Really? Yeah, that that the hobby is still not even nearly as big as it was. So, um, which is weird because I thought the hobby picked up during COVID time. That's, yeah, that's but, what I thought. But what it is is a lot of the old timers came back, but a lot of people couldn't afford to do it during during right. the pandemic. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff like that. So, uh, a lot of old timers got back into it, and I feel like the old timers probably actually have more money to spend on the hobby than the youngsters. Yep. So that's probably why it might feel like it's bigger because there's people are back now with deeper pockets. I mean, you think, you know, they call it like, yeah, we have adult money now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. Like when I was like, you know, 15, 16, like I had to be asking my mom, Hey, you think you could buy me a couple packs of cards or, you know what I mean? Yep. But now as oh, an yeah. adult, like now I got to ask my wife, Hey, do you think I could buy a couple packs of cards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I feel no, that, yeah. But yeah, but now 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 that you have adult money, like if this is your hobby and this is your thing, this is what you're gonna spend your extra money on. Yep. Uh you know? real quick, do you guys know who Gary V is? Do you guys did you guys know who I was talking about there? I no. I did not know who you were talking about. Really? I'm not lie. That's yeah, yeah. Not I mean he he's not um uh Gary Vanderchuk, he's not as much into the sports cards, but he's like a um, he started his own business. If you guys ever get a chance, check him out on TikTok. He does not just sports cards, but he's more like a motivational speaker, and he's he's pretty pretty funny. So yeah, um, and if you ever go back to like his sports, some of his sports card like YouTube videos, they're very very interesting. Interesting, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, hey, what, yeah, what did, it's a love it's a love hate thing with him. Uh, people think that he, a lot of people think that he uh, uh, talked the hobby up back into on twenty twenty to kind of make money and then he got out of it, but he still talks about it to this day. And he's, a, he's a collector that he, he buys stuff to keep it basically and okay. holds on to it. So, um, what do you think about like all the different products now compared to like back in the day? Cause I, I know now that I've gotten into it, it took me a good six months solid of like trying to figure out what the heck was this and this and, Whatever, like, what are your thoughts now on like the newer products? Do you, do you like the newer products more than the older? I personally like the newer products. I really like new products now. Uh, I, I but, like, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I think base cards are way like there's too many. Obviously, um, I think it's always fun when you find the different colors and the different uh, parallels and numbered cards and autos and stuff like that. That's always fun um, to put it in like a a golf type filling. I don't know if you guys know anything about golf, but like there's golf companies that make like five different types of clubs a year. And then there's golf companies that make like one club every three years. I personally like the one club every three years because you don't have so many different options now. And and I feel like it's getting to a point now in the card industry that you'll, you'll get a good card one year. And then three years later, that card could be nothing because there's just different types of cards in that same that same style or wherever it is. So I mean, I love the, I love finding the new stuff. I, I mean, I love getting it. It's just, I think it's, they're, they're making so much of it though. And I just don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. For, that's actually for a me, pretty good point. I, I like that point. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. No, for me, I like the, uh, how it used to be. And the reason why is because there was so much more variety you could get. 
Like right now, if I go to the card store and get cards, it's going to be Panini, a Panini something. But yeah. I miss being able to go like if I'm going basketball card hunting. OK, you can get Fleer Showcase. You can get Topps Chrome. You can get Upper Deck. You can get Collector's Choice. You can get and, and uh, Collector's Choice is actually with Upper Deck. But my point yeah. is there were so many different products that offered different things. And the prices were cheaper because the, the hobby was booming. So I go in and there's a hobby box of EX 2001, which is my favorite set of all time. Uh, how, how much is a pack of that hobby box? Oh, it's five bucks. Now I go in there like, oh, how much is a pack of that? Um, You know, what's a good example? Uh, the prism. Oh, it's 150. Well, yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talk yep. about inflation. And, and, but And I do want to say I am not a fan of prism uh, football. Really? I, I know. Yeah. I feel I've just me personally, a lot of the packs I've seen ripped. Like I hate seeing like it's just is because it's a bunch of base at the beginning. Then yep. you have your couple rated rookies and then you yep. have whatever you like, whatever parallel you have at the end. And it just seems like it's always like a freaking offensive lineman, a defensive player. Yep. I've seen kickers but it just seems to be only in the prism with like optic i don't feel like that happens as much i feel like the optic they put in a few more extra hits like yep and 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 i like that you know what i mean like especially if i'm if i'm spending the money that you know these 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 hobby boxes go for i'm gonna be really disappointed if i end up with you know a couple linemen and a defensive player as my big hits yeah yeah especially you know what I mean? like an auto yeah. or something Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I just feel like if they're going to charge like more money for a case, then your chances of having a bigger hit should be a little bit higher. But yeah, yeah like maybe keep the other stuff for like the lower end stuff, maybe. Because I just think that you're really ripping people off when you spend $1,500 on the hobby box and you got a couple offensive linemen. You yep. know, <laughs> I, yeah, I get no, real, sure. I get real disappointed. But like I said, I don't really collect basketball and football too much. I'll get into the occasional break. Um, just because it seems like with football, for instance, it just seems like, like you got to sell the card immediately to make the money. Cause it, uh-huh. it like, um, like, okay, we'll, we'll go to that conversation that we had. That just so everyone know, we had technical difficulties again, and we were in the middle of talking <laughs> about some stuff. But like, like with the quarterbacks, um, you know, everyone was it was like everyone was chasing the Mac Jones, you know. But when I look at it, when you when you card collect, especially especially in football, you really got to look at the opportunity that the player is in. Like his situation is is such that's gonna make or break that guy's career. It's his situation. Yep. Mac Jones was never in a good situation. He wasn't like, yeah, they did. They did fine last year, but coming into this year, you, if you didn't know that the Patriots were going to be bad, then you were probably, probably cause you were a Patriots fan. Anyone yep. outside knew that. <laughs> and if I had a Mac Jones, he, he was gone. He was sold. Yep. He was gone because I'm taking that at this high, because I guarantee, I actually think, Mac Jones is going to be holding the clipboard in three years. I agree. We talked about that. I I think yeah. that too. Um, I think you know, one guy. I, was, I think by next year. I think by next year he's it, done. 
It could because Belichick does not have any patience. It's either you win yep, for right. me right now or goodbye. Yep. You know what I mean? He's he's he he could care less about your sports cards or your <laughs> your fantasy teams or whatever. Yep. You know, I've Belichick honestly I've been I've been debating if I I really think I should start collecting um the old old legends. Joe Montana's, John Elway, start getting graded, start stocking up on your graded uh, uh, legend QBs and even running backs and receivers from back there because they're already proven. Their their prices yep. are never yep. going to go down. They're they're actually going to probably go up once once this quarterback list like Mac Jones and I think Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance and them are going to pan out. Um, I think they have a better opportunity. But if these quarterbacks start falling a little bit, there's not going to be anybody for anybody to collect. Yep. Right. So, and, and I think what's going to end up happening, like, like for instance, like how the 49ers lost their first game and everyone's already talking about bringing Garoppolo, blah, blah, blah. It's like, calm down, people. Like, the weather was terrible. Even Justin Fields, yeah. Yeah. he only he, – what he attempted, what, 15 passes? Yeah. It just wasn't – you know, and then on top of that, the Niners were missing Kittle. He didn't have Kittle to throw to. He lost his starting running back, like, what, in the first quarter. Yep. I mean, to give the kid a break, like calm down. Keep, like he's keep, he's on a keep. good team. They should make the playoffs. His card and I think his card value is really going to if they make the playoffs, which they should. That's when his guy that like if you're if you're a collector and you're someone that's making money, you want to buy guys right now that you think are going to make the playoffs because yep. that's when card right. values go up. No matter what sport it is. Card values go up as they make playoffs. So like buy now and then sell at the end of the season, you yep. know, Mac Jones sell now because they're not making the playoffs. Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. Now Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I just, I'm neutral on. Like, I feel like you should just buy him now. It'll probably dip because they're not going to have another good season, but I would buy him now. Cause I think in two or three years, he's going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I think Davis Mills is never guy, another guy I buy. Now, Justin Fields is the one guy that I am just not – I don't know what to make of him. Yeah. And He's going to be mean, good. Is, yeah. He's going to be good. It, the thing is that you have to understand that he's going to be in a – he's in a new coaching regime. Um, he doesn't have many weapons to throw to. He's trying to uh, get it Nag, all down. I'm, but I hate Nagy. I'm not even oh, embarrassed. Oh, God. <laughs> you're talking – you're preaching to the choir, brother. I, dude, I'm – I felt bad for you, Barry. Oh my God, Nagy! I was just like, can someone just kick him out of the building, please? Yeah, I think that, and you you saw it in Fields. He's very driven. So, and again, like you said, you gotta give Trey Lance a break. I mean, they played in what felt like Noah's oh, Ark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're they're in this flood. That's funny. And uh, you know, I mean, you gotta give him a break. And for Fields to come out, I mean, first half was rough on both sides, but Fields came out and said, "Okay, it's gonna get done now." And he got it done. You know, he come out and he starts throwing tutties and all this stuff. He did good. So yeah. I think I think I'm I'm high on fields. I actually personally collect fields because I think he's going to be something. And I know every Chicago Bears fan that's listening knows what I'm saying. Well, we finally got our quarterback, but <laughs> no, I really think we do this time. I think that he's he's going to be really good. He's going to pan out, and especially if we can add a couple of receivers to him. I think it's going to show that that we made the right choice for him. So. Yeah. Now, Josh, what do you think about the new football product that's going to be coming out? Because this was a pretty weak draft class. So when so when it switches over, what do you what do you think about that? Like, I, I, I mean, I, honestly, could, 
I, I think everybody got spoiled by in 2020 when Herbert and Burrow and whether you like them or not, but uh, Tua and Jalen uh, Hurts, I think we got spoiled by great quarterbacks. Um, I think hey. even this last draft class with um, Mac Jones and Lawrence and uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields and all, I think we got a little bit spoiled, not as much as Herbert though, because I think they're going to be great for years to come. That was a special and, class. Yeah, that was very special. And right now, I mean, who do we have other than like I would say like Kenny Pickett's a backup for Pittsburgh. He might get in if Trubisky doesn't do well. Um, but who else other than that is really big in this draft class? Right. Yep. I mean, there's just nobody. So so and then I don't know who's the future. I don't know who's coming in after that and stuff like that. But I, I and I, if I don't know if you guys can tell, but when I go on like whatnot and if I'm watching other breaks, it's they're breaking still. The Herberts, the, like they started going backwards, and they're they're breaking yep. like the Herbert years, the Patrick Mahomes years, and they're breaking the Mac Jones years still. And there's nothing really being broke that much with the the new stuff. And no, and, and if they and, are breaking it, they're hoping for like just like the numbered Herberts or the numbered uh, Mac Jones and stuff like that. But rookie wise, you're just not seeing nothing. And I think that's what the breaks are all about is hey what rookies you're gonna get in here what numbered rookies what color what auto rookies like that's the big cards you're looking for yeah and it makes me wonder if it's gonna drive prices down a new product because if you don't have the hits and people aren't into it people aren't gonna pay those high prices like they were for like all these other quarterbacks that everybody was chasing you know what i mean like you're not gonna be able to sell freaking select at fifteen hundred dollars, when there's no QB, because, it, and we've talked about this on the on this podcast, you know, depending on the sport, like football, everyone wants the quarterback. Yep. You know, no one no one cares who the middle linebacker is or who the center is, <laughs> even though even though running backs put in as much work as a quarterback. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they still go for some money, but it doesn't matter. Everybody wants either the quarterback or they want like that top three or four player at like, you know, either the wide receiver position yep. or, uh, you know, in, you know, with baseball, it's different. You would think the pitcher would be what everyone wants, but it's not. Yeah. P- pitchers aren't. I mean, you still have your few pitchers that people want, but the money is in the players. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, or it feel, it feel, feel positions is what I should be saying. You know, because I only sell baseball. I really, I kind of stepped away from the football because I just felt like, number one, people are just fighting at the stores for this stuff. Yeah. Like people are like these breakers are like, like calm down, like leave some for the kids. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, a story just about that is I went to Walmart down in Myrtle Beach just like a month and a half ago, and Prism was getting big and whatever, and and I went in with my nephew to get some Pokemon stuff for him. And we, I happened to go in when it was a, um, they were restocking. I never hit a restock in my whole life. And I happened to go in when they were restocking. There was five deep of guys that anywhere around our age, 30 to 50, 40 years old, that were just sitting there waiting to just, just get the prism. And it was like, oh my goodness. It's like, I can't even get in there with my uh, my nephew to get him some Pokemon stuff just for him to, I wasn't in there for myself. And I just, that's why I don't think I've gotten into the breaks as much is because one, I think it's so hard to get the good stuff, the good product. And two, it's I don't know if people are going to want to even get into the breaks down the road here just because 
there's no good players in these new in, the, in this new stuff that's coming out. So yeah, it's so I think that's what I think what you're doing is really smart for coming up this season because like we we've been saying there's not many great players coming out of this rookie class that I think people are way more going to be into what singles do you have of players I know yep. that you know I can you know personally collect that or whatever because I mean for us breakers I mean yeah we can't really guarantee anything good coming out of, you know the next uh class. and that's why it's hard to do football like to Scotty's point a couple of podcasts ago baseball is year-round kind of like yeah you know and and chasing those like first bowmans and then seeing how they pan out and yep. I mean that's all exciting and i've actually realized like i'm not a baseball guy myself like i love baseball but knowing the players like scotty does but if you notice all my breaks are baseball because that's what more people want than than football you're chasing five or six players when in baseball there's so many things you can get you know yeah, so in a baseball or in football you can get running backs and receivers but you better flip your running backs if you're uh, if you're trying to make money you better flip your running backs within two to three years because oh, yeah. nowadays running backs last five years and they're gone. I mean, look at like Le'Veon Bell and look at those guys like that where they're just they're in and they're out. And then and receivers are kind of the same unless you get your freak of natures like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and stuff like that. But you're, unless it's a quarterback, you better not hold on to that long term. And, and if you are holding on to a quarterback long term, you better hope it's a Herbert or a Burrow or someone like that. Right. Yep. No, totally no, agree. Sure. And, you know, to go back to the baseball, the, the one thing I really, really, really like about baseball and why I collect the Bowman more than I collect anything else is because with Bowman, you have no clue. Like you have like, like yeah, you have your first round draft picks who everyone is expecting to go and like people are chasing those. But I think there's like I think there's like 30 rounds or something like that of like of the draft for for baseball. Right. So, and there is so many surprise players that get picked later on in the draft that end up hitting. So, like, there's just a lot more. To me, there's just a lot more collecting when it comes to baseball because there's so much more long-term. Like, I will get a Bowman, and I have a drawer and binders for them, and I won't look at them for – I'm not going to look at, like, the stuff I have right now. I'm not going to look at those for another three or four years. I won't even know what I have. Yep. And I'll do that. And my plan is each year, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to continuously buy the Bowmans. And hopefully, once these players start to become stars, that's where it goes. So, like, if you watch a lot of uh, uh, breaks, like for baseball when it's individual teams. Now, the Orioles, I'll use this, them as an example. They've been bad for years, but their farm system is stacked. Yeah. They got right. You know what I mean? So, like, when you get into a Bowman break – you're looking for that 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 lower end team that is going to eventually have these players come up. When you look at someone like maybe like uh, let's say like the New York Yankees, now they do they have a great farm system. They have a lot of really like a lot of good talent down there. But the problem is that their MLB lineup is already stacked. The Dodgers is the same way. They have players in their organization that are really good. Again, they're already stacked at the major league level, so they might be holding some of these guys back that might end up going. Um, one guy that I said from the first podcast that we did that I collect is James Wood. Okay. He was in this, the, the Padres organization. He was already a top 100 prospect. He got, he was part of that Juan Soto deal. So he went to the nationals. Nationals are tr- terrible, terrible. Yeah. Now he jumped up like 30 spots in the top 100 uh, 
list because he's in a better situation. So like with baseball is just, there's so much trade. There's so much bouncing around that you, you don't know what you have for like a couple years. And I actually like that. I really like that. So like for baseball, there's two different collectors. You have, you have your collecting of the Bowman and then you have the collecting at the major league level. Yeah, I was going to ask that like next, it. actually, is how long does it – like, what is, like, the average time? Because I'm not a big baseball person, but I have tons of baseball singles. So I was, like, debating when I'm going to get started with it. But how long do – like, do they go through the farm teams and stuff? Like, is it, like, a three- to four-year period before they start working their way up and they, be, they can become someone big or – So that's another thing that's that's really hard. to So guys will get drafted out of high school. Some guys go straight into the minor leagues after high school. You know, and and you're gonna see guys that are 18 or 19 years old with baseball cards, yeah. And you don't know, you know what I mean. Um, but then there's some guys that they play a year or two in college, so they're now they're like 20, 21. And some guys fly; they will fly through the minor league system. Yep. And it, before you even have a chance, like basically, they might have one year of Bowman. And you had that one year to collect their minor league card. Yep. And the Bowman is what everyone wants. Like, yeah, they 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 definitely want the um they definitely want the major league level cards, but a first Bowman, especially like if it's like a first Bowman chrome autograph, that's like you're you're golden right there. Yep. yep. That that that's what you want. So it it just depends on the player. Some and and again, it also depends on the organization. And so you th- for me to answer that it's almost impossible because some guys will fly through it some guys take two three four years to yep. develop in the minor leagues there's some guys that actually it's crazy you think you look at them in the minors you're like shit this is a guy i was collecting and and he's not gonna pan out he's not doing good and then all of a sudden yeah he ma- his body starts to mature because he's a young he's young he's like might be 19 years old his body's yep. still maturing he's turning into a man all of a sudden he's just smashing yeah you know what i mean so yeah, it's it just it, it's hard to tell, but that's why any first Bowman you hit, just keep, just keep it. Yeah, I mean, a good example of that is like Julio Rodriguez. He was in the farm system for how long? Not even a, a year and a half, and all of a sudden he has this huge payday as a rookie, like a ten-year. Yeah. I even forgot the amount now, but you know, it's it's hard. Yeah, because you got guys that'll be in the farm system a long time, then you got. People like Julio Rodriguez who, oh, yeah, he was in the farm system. Now he's here. Now he's one of the highest paid players on the team, and he's here for the long haul. Like, what? Can, <laughs> Michael Harris of the Braves is another guy, the center fielder. He was actually lower than a couple of the other guys, but the Braves traded away some guys. He leapfrogged up. He's He got brought up, uh, I think it was like about two months after the season started, and he is he he only went as high as double A. He never even played triple A. Wow, and he is smashing at the major league level. He's already signed. They already signed him. They already extended him. He's good. He's set. He's set in stone as the as the Braves center fielder, and wow. that's how fast it can happen for a baseball player. So yep. you your 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 window could be a year. Your window could be three or four years on some of these guys. Yeah. So that that's for that's sure. what I like. That's what I like about it. But so yeah, well, we um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna thank Josh again for for coming on here. Yep, I was just gonna say that too. That um, you know, we talked a lot. So, so Josh, we're about to wrap up here. So, tell uh the listeners where to find you, what you got going on, when they can find you, and whatnot, all that good stuff. 
yeah, you guys, everybody can check out like my TikTok, my Instagram. I got a Facebook page, all under Ekman's Sports Collectibles. Um, but my whatnot is basically my main selling ground. So if you go there, it's Ekman's underscore sports underscore collectibles. Lucky, I, you'll put it in the description, I'm sure. But yep, um, for sure. yeah, I go, I try to post on there and bookmark my lives when I'll go. I usually go Sunday nights. Uh, Wednesday night and Thursday nights, um, usually around the six to eight, seven o'clock time, and I'll go for as long as I want. Um, but I tend to try to go at least every night. I go for at least a couple hours, so it, it's hit or East miss. Coast time or East Coast what, time? What time yes. Yeah, yep, okay. East Coast right. time. So, yep. So yeah, just look for me there, and then also if you add me on any of those uh, social media sites, send me a message if you want to ask me when I'm going live, or if you're even looking for anything, uh, if you're a collector, investor, whatever it is. And uh, I'll I like to answer back to as many people as I can. For sure, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, vouch if you want a, a good deal on some cards and you know who you're collecting, definitely check them out um, for sure. So yeah, I'll put all that in the description box. And uh, yeah, we can't thank you enough for uh, being on here with us. So yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, next time you guys uh, want me on, let me know. I, I got a lot to say about uh, PSA products too PSA slabs. I'm not a big fan. Well, so we do have an employee with a lot <laughs> you of say vacation you're not time. A big fan? I'm not a big fan of PSA. Nice. I, I, yeah, I honestly, that's actually a good topic. This, this we, is we, for we, next yeah. time, but HGA. I'm telling you, HGA, HGA is going to be big. They are more of an electronic grading uh, grading submission. Oh, so, are they the one that use that computer? That, that yep, they use the computer. The... Yeah, look at those cards are sick. The labels are sick. I mean, it, it, I, I really believe that they're going to be an upcoming in the next three to five years. But yeah, I, mean, I like really PSA. Don't get me wrong. For, for sure. all the PSA lovers out there, I love. I like PSA. But grading wise and price wise, I think HGA is the next and upcoming one. I love the. I love the look of the SGC uh, slabs too. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, we're definitely gonna have you back on. Well, like I, I was gonna say that before we wrap up, that uh, we'll definitely have you back because one of our employees has a lot of vacation time he likes to use up. So we <laughs> we're always in need of a third. So <laughs> well, you let me know whenever, and I'm always available. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks for coming in and uh, thank you to all the listeners uh, coming in and supporting us again. Uh, I will put the links for all of our TikToks and whatnots and whatnot in the description box. And um, yeah, if you want to, if you like what you hear and you want to support us, we do have that listener support link below. So we appreciate all the support there and uh, yeah, we will see you on the next one. Thanks again, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Gem in 10 sports, fuses. Yeah, you know we wildin'. 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 It's that 10 mint gem sports. Yeah, it's that gem mint 10 sports.